I'm Robin Amler of IBS Intelligence. You're listening to the IBS iViews podcast. With me today is Tema al Managing Director at Codebase Technologies for the MENA, Pakistan and Bangladesh region. We're focusing on digital banking and neobanks in the Middle East. What's been the uptake of digitalization, digitalization among banks in the Middle East? Generally speaking, digital banking you know, is booming with the incumbent banks uh, offering what is uh, the word that we're hearing, neo spin-offs, uh, basically. So uh, let's take an example in the United Arab Emirates, uh, Live uh, Neo Bank, which is by Emirates NBD, right? We can give another example of Mashrif Neo, also by Mashrif Bank, ADCB Hayat, and the list uh, goes on and so on and so forth. So, you know, these spin-off uh, Neo Banks uh, are examples of how players are actually uh, pivoting these days. Uh, Neo banks, in particular, Robin have ha, have grown over 20. If we look closer into the region, and if we look at the number of uh, people that they're servicing, it's uh, around 15 million uh, people, and that's not a shy number at all, in my in my humble opinion. Neo banks, in particular, have grown over this big number of spin-off uh, banks, and over 90% of customers, for example, in the United Arab Emirates their first choice is to switch to, to, to digital banking due to the effect uh, that these uh, neo banks are giving in terms of uh, new fresh look and, and services. Over 4.5 uh, million people in Saudi Arabia are under, let's say, STC uh, Pay, which is another uh, neo bank, if you like, which is valued at about a uh, billion uh, dollars uh, today. And, you know, the revenue is growing through that. And uh, if you look at a CAGR uh, rate of more than 70% uh, in Turkey by itself. So, I mean, yes, it has been big around the region. The Middle East traditionally has been viewed by some as being overbanked. And that's true in, in a way, uh, Robin. And, you know, when we say uh, there's a congested uh, line of, of banks uh, uh, servicing in this part of the world, that's true. But again, we're looking at uh, what uh, those uh, traditional banks uh, are doing. And, you know, from my conversations in the region, uh, when I talk to medium size, small size, or let's say uh, tier one uh, banks uh, per se, and, you know, they ask the question and they say, what should we do? Uh, should we just stay the way we are and just enhance on our mobile banking uh, proposition? Or should we spin off with a new fresh name, fresh look? Uh, with the whole uh, beautiful features that can be held on a, on a mobile uh, or a digital uh, channel, if you like. So the answer is, is, is yes. Uh, they decide to spin it off in a fresh new look, keeping the, the traditional bank uh, in place and then looking at the future. So we're looking at the future generation Z, the millennials, and looking at the future five, 10 years down the line. If they don't move and if they don't go and do those uh, uh, spin-offs, then uh, it's useless because they won't be able to acquire more from the market or look at those generations, uh, Generation Z uh, that's coming uh, up to the market and to the working force that will need to be uh, banked, uh, not to mention the unbanked as well. So there's a lot of room for growth, but I think it's a challenge for those financial institutions if they stay within uh, their existing feel and look and name. It is trusted and people want to stay banking with those financial institutions, but Everyone is moving towards convenience and convenience is key. And, and, you know, the new generation does not want, except for convenience and uh, fast manner in doing their, their transactions. 
are the key markets the ones I might guess they are? Because traditionally, the, the banking focus in the Middle East has been the United Arab Emirates, it's been Bahrain. Is that where this embrace by the banks of digitalization has been taking place? Or are there other regions that are other countries course, that are course. key markets? There are markets that uh, you know I've been looking at, and uh, uh, they go over beyond the, the, the UAE or, or uh, the Kingdom of Bahrain. We're looking at uh, Egypt, you know, that has at least one. For example, uh, Dupe. You have, uh, you know, uh, Kingdom of Saudi Arabia that has STC, as I mentioned, and few others. Israel, per se, two. So uh, Turkey is there, Iraq is there, and now, uh, you know, even Jordan. Uh, uh, we're working on a proposition to serve the Jordanian and the Iraqi uh, market. So, you know, they're scattered uh, all over the region and beyond, uh, probably. So, no, we're, we're seeing them pop out here and there, and it, it's growing, the demand is growing. And I think, you know, others, while they're trying to assess their situation and take decisions in which direction to go, others are just coming up, and I think they're losing momentum and time, and that's why everyone is, is following. Even if it doesn't serve their purpose, they're trying to do some sort of something that, you know, they won't lag or look, you know, be behind others. Within the Middle East region, then, quite a broad range of marketplaces from Egypt and the North African coast to yeah. the Gulf and then up to Turkey in the north and so on. Are there any regional differences in the way that institutions are asking for technology in what they're requiring of technology? It does not seem to be a, a regional issue or, or, or problem. It really depends on uh, what technology, you know, uh, provider ones one have. So it would differ from, from one place to the other and, you know, what, uh, what technology is being picked and how it's used and how it's, it's utilized. But in, in my opinion, it doesn't seem to be a regional uh, difference. There is, of course, one key difference in banking in the Middle East, which is very much of concern to people there, and it's conventional banking or Islamic banking or both. The answer is, you know, when you look at, can we accommodate for both? I would say yes, because we've seen it. So you see a mix of both. This is a dynamic uh, thing that is actually called dual banking system. And where do you see uh, this more often in places such as Saudi Arabia, uh, we see it in Bahrain, uh, so we see it in, 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 in uh, uh, the United Arab Emirates. So it's, it's in existence, and it's, it's, it's working, actually. Well, you say it's in existence and it's working. Is there still a shift towards more Islamic banking? Is there more demand for that? Is there more take-up? The demand is still there, I would say, yes. I would say in countries like, uh, for example, the other day we were uh, having a discussion around Sudan after the embargo and lifting uh, you know, the sanctions. So the, the, the country is opening up and big players are being seen on the ground. Trust is there. Investment is there. Fintechs are there. So what we're seeing is a shift towards uh, a conventional banking, which is the other way around, right? So because Islamic banking is there. So there's interest to go towards conventional banking. Again, we look at you know, the GCC in, in specific, and you have a mix of different types of banks that some do conventional, some do Islamic. But again, some do both together. So they serve both the spectrums of what people uh, uh, need and look for. What happens next? What's the next step? What's the next evolution? What comes next for banks in the Middle East? Open banking is one of the things that uh, you know uh, we're looking uh, at. Uh, we're looking at uh, different mindsets uh, where financial institutions at the time being are uh, you know put in a place where they need to decide 
to go out to the market with an open mind uh, to collaborate uh, with fintechs and with companies to be able to bring them on board rather than competing uh, with them. We look at, at countries like Bahrain, where the uh, the central bank is, you know, opening uh, up for sandboxing and uh, letting, you know, uh, financial institutions, uh, especially fintechs, come in and try out what they're doing, and then they're uh, matchmaking them with uh, some banks to be able to do something different on the ground, and from there open up to the rest of of the region. So definitely, open banking is one of them. And I yesterday I was uh, having a discussion on. Uh, something really exciting, which is artificial intelligence when it comes to to payments, uh, let's say, within that uh, space as well. So I think the coming years are going to be exciting. We're going to be uh, seeing a lot of players uh, giving uh, great financial services, uh, whether it's in payment or whether it's in financial services in, in general. So, yes, I do see artificial in- intelligence taking place. I do see uh, open banking happening. I see a lot of uh, uh, initiatives coming from banks working with with fintechs. Uh, to give a better service and, uh, you know, uh, uh, cutting the, the, the time uh, factor in, in less than half because changing how banks are working today would uh, take uh, longer than uh, anticipated. And, you know, there's a lot of uh, financial burden, uh, time factor, uh, resources, a lot uh, uh, for banks to, to handle if they want to fast and be agile as fintechs are uh, today. And fintechs, you know, are seen in, in this part of the world uh, being even regulated by by the central bank. I think I should just say to anybody listening that other sandboxes are available in the Middle East. In the yes. UAE. So we're saying, yeah, we're saying actually, you're right. We're seeing that happening uh, on the ground in Saudi Arabia, in Bahrain, as I mentioned, in the UAE. So things are are moving uh, rapidly, and I think COVID, you know, had had a big uh, role to play here. I know uh, a lot of those uh, digital uh, aspirations or that has been taking place even before COVID. But I think what happened during COVID is that it accelerated and exploded the whole experience. And I think a lot of fintechs uh, took advantage of that momentum and uh, were able to be on the ground in a faster way. Thank you very much, Tamar Almoj, Managing Director at Codebase Technologies for MENA, Pakistan and Bangladesh.